This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Women at Work on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Laura Zarrow, and I'm here at the New Rules Summit in Brooklyn, New York. As many of our regular listeners know, I've been a born and bred fan of the New York Times since I was about 10 years old. To me, it's always been the paper of record and a regular part of how I learn to understand the world that I live in. Not surprisingly, the New York Times has been at the forefront of really significant changes in how the workplace considers ways to help women join, stay, succeed, and lead, as well as our national discourse on the challenges and opportunities that we need to consider to bring all of those goals to life. As the most recent incarnation of the New York Times' commitment to advancing women in the workplace and advancing a national discourse on how we can do it together, they have created this remarkable New Rules Summit. It's a -a one-and-a-half-day conference here in Brooklyn, New York, where the New York Times journalists themselves are serving as the organizers and moderators of a series of profoundly encouraging, inspiring, and enlightening conversations on how we can make a workplace that's more inclusive, more dynamic, and more welcoming of us all. Patty and I have had the great privilege to be here to listen to sessions and talk to the various speakers and attendees. Right now, we're going to bring you one more. I'm talking with William Browning. He's the Chief of Digital Technology Solutions and Transformation at United Way Worldwide. William, I was so excited to see you in the last session that we were in together. Tell me, what brought you here? What are you hoping to learn? Well, first, I'm a father of a six-year-old daughter, and I think about her future. Her name's Madeline, named after Madeline Albright. I believe um, in my, my career I've had a, a good um, view of what's happening around the world. And I always think that we do, uh, do not do enough to foster and empower women to be leaders and actually really, um, frankly, have the equality and the respect they deserve to, to be equal partners to men in the, uh, both the workplace and as well as the global community. I couldn't agree more. So here's the question. It's clear that you have a personal motivation and you've got the big picture perspective. What kind of work is going on in United Way that we should know about that's helping to move some of these efforts forward or where you can plug in the things that you're learning today? Well, we're extraordinarily lucky at United Way. We, uh, we have um, our Women United group, which is about 155,000 women leaders around the, uh, around the world that come together and really look at how are we addressing and empowering women? Uh, I'm very excited. Most recently, we were looking at um, the question about how can we actually foster women entrepreneurs, especially women of color, uh, and actually help them on the social enterprise side, not simply just on the nonprofit side. Uh, and we're really interested in this question of you know how do we even internally ensure that we are um, a safe and inclusive environment, that, you know, and are really building up um, um, the capacity of women. I, I believe if we really can. Um, and this conference is very inspiring about you know the, the ability for us, um, and I think men like me and others need to step forward. Uh, if we can really harness the full power of diversity, not just women but race and and and, and um, uh, gender, and um, I think we really have a much better chance of solving some of the more complex problems in the world today. One of the the complex problems that we keep facing, and Sally Krawcheck mentioned it this morning, isn't she amazing? Is um, the kind of z- notion of a zero-sum game, mm-hmm. a kind of patriarchal um, control over power. How do we, and you're in a room filled with women today, how do we have the conversation so that the male allies that we so desperately need feel welcome in the conversation? Well, I think you, 
I think you got to speak to it in the terms of, you know, I, I'm a free enterprise business guy. So, I mean, it, which is kind of odd in the nonprofit sector. I look at it like what's what's best for growth and business and profitability and the things that might be, um, you know, seem um, selfish are actually better if, for men if they actually lean into that. It's not a threat. Uh, it's a it's a much better, uh, um, you know, the data shows it. I mean, performance of companies that actually have diversity, companies that are, Women-led entrepreneurs are actually that are women are actually a better bet than most male entrepreneurs. I thought Sally did a great job of highlighting that today. Um, so I think it's about if you're really trying to achieve your goals as a business person, let's take that category. This is a much better way to go. As far as feeling uh, safe, I think men need to need to step up and own some of their behavior. I think the Me Too movement has been wonderful to say, uh, frankly, overdue, uh, to really reset the stage for. Uh, a conversation, you know, for far too often, for far too long, women have been underpaid compared to their uh, male counterparts. For far too often, they haven't had the voice they need to have. So, I think what my fellow colleagues that are male, I think we need to get, we need to, you know, link arms and say this is a better. We're going to be better off for it. And I also say, from a sustainability and planet side, I think there's no question that you know it, the that men and gen are going to be better off if we have. Um, women who are empowered or helping us really solve these complex problems. This is not a, the patriarch can't do it um, alone, that's for sure. And nor can the model, frankly, continue the way it is, in my opinion. I'm so delighted to hear all of it and obviously agree with you. We've got some really big, naughty problems to solve and we need talent <laughs> yeah. everywhere we can yeah. get it. So when you go back to work tomorrow at the United Way, are there things that you learned today that you're going to bring back with you? What are, is there anything concrete that you're hooking into and is there big picture stuff that you want to kind of chew on and let simmer over time? No, it's funny. I, this, I, this conference follows the Social Innovation Summit I just attended last week in L.A. And both, so both conferences have been fresh on the perspective that even though I'm talking a good game, we're not doing enough in United Way to really um, still promote um, the, the, the um, women entrepreneurs, women leaders. So I think I go back a little more fired up, with, and especially with more data now on um, – on things we should be thinking about, bigger picture, especially a good example is like uh, the you know uh, the Marvel uh, comics. Um, Sana talked about the the portrayal of of a, of a of a Muslim character, a woman Muslim character as a superhero. And I spoke to her afterwards, and she just inspired me because she you know you create these you have the ability to really create opportunities. So when I get back to the United Way, the thing I'll be looking at with my team is you know where where does this fit? One of the things I'm responsible for is building um, a content strategy for, you know, we have 64,000 companies that participate in workplace giving across the planet, United Way. And one of the things we're doing is we're digitalizing that content through Salesforce, our partnership with Salesforce. So I look at the examples of, of especially in this conference, of, um, of women, especially role models, and their, how, they, how they actually got to where they, needed to, um, where they are as far as leadership, but the fights they had to um, take to get there. Can United Way be facilitating that content, those stories, to inspire and mobilize people and really get people to really see this issue differently? So for me, it's it's been a it's been a great um, opportunity. I look forward to figuring out other ways to champion this issue a little bit differently, and uh, frankly, get out of the way of those that are actually doing. You know, my job as a strategist is to get out of the way of mobilize people, not not to be the person directing. Does that make sense? So for the people who would like to find you, ways to connect with the United Way and to contribute to all of the good work that you're doing, uh, where, th where should they turn? Well, you can go to unitedway.org. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm on, you know, William Browning, LinkedIn. I'm easy to find, um, relatively responsive. And I think <laughs> we are looking for, United Way was formed 130 years ago when people of different religious cultures came together in the third floor synagogue in Denver and, during the Silver Rush. And they came together because they 
they, they understood that only together could they actually solve the problem. So that's why I came to United Way, the bipartisan need to bring humanity together to really solve the issues, especially the issues we're facing now, are essential. So I think I, I, we welcome people in. If you're not sure, you can go to your local United Way, but I'm pretty easy to find, and I'm actually, you know, our view is partnership is the only way to go. Well, William, I can't thank you enough for all of that, the work of United Way, and joining us in the partnership here today. No, Thanks good. so much. What a great pleasure. We need to take a short break, but stay with us. We'll have more for you from the New World Summit, sponsored by the New York Times. I'm Laura Zarrow, and you're listening to Women at Work on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 132. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 